With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. The Super Bowl brings a lot of superstar talent to Atlanta. Among the athletes who've made the trip is a Super Bowl champion and Georgia Bulldog who is putting together his own championship community team. Malcolm Mitchell says reading created for him a path that led him to become a Super Bowl champion three years ago. Now he's working to combine the excitement of the Super Bowl with the magic of reading. Mitchell is a former Georgia Bulldog and New England Patriot. His former Bulldog teammates and a bunch of NBA greats were all in when he said, come be readers for Malcolm's Share the Magic Foundation. It was an event he hosted earlier this week with former Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle. When I was in college, I found out that reading was probably the most important thing any person could do to give themselves the best opportunity to reach their full potential. Um, to pull the most out of themselves. Uh, reading makes you challenge whatever thoughts you have, and I think because of that, you begin to open your mind to experience new things. Uh, reading can take you many of places, um, and reading just gives you the ability to even communicate effectively like we are right now. Um, and I think it's very important, uh, and it was very important for me once I noticed the magical powers of reading, that I spread them to every kid I possibly could. And it was just a goal for mine from that moment uh, moving forward. And that helped me come up with The Magician's Hat, uh, a children's book that I wrote while I was at the University of Georgia uh, to influence kids to read uh, because I truly believe that reading can help us accomplish every dream. Um, and I believe reading can truly change the world. Now, when you got to Georgia, it wasn't that you could not read. It Correct. was that you did not, in your opinion, read well enough to do the work that you were going to be expected to do. Is, is, that, is that a fair assessment? That's, the, that's a very fair assessment. It's not that I couldn't read at all or, or it would have been impossible to get into college. But um, it was I wasn't reading effectively, and I definitely wasn't reading on the level that I should have been. And that was clear for me to see once I sat in my classroom, I'll never forget, I was in English 1102, um, and this girl beside me began to read the passage that the teacher was requesting her to read, and I heard her read, and all I could think was, there is no shot I could read that well. And it just made me feel inferior, and it made me realize that I wasn't being the best person I could be because I wasn't truly being the best in every area of life that I possibly could. And the Majority of that came from reading. Now, Malcolm, tell me a little bit about your parents and, and their encouragement of you along the way to get you really to where you are today. So I grew up in a single-parent household, just my mother, and she is the reason why I am who I am today. She has never told me anything was impossible, and every time I've reached for a goal, playing football, reading books, becoming an author, she has always encouraged me to do whatever was necessary to get that done. Um, but growing up, you know, we faced some financial troubles that made her always have to work. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I definitely understand where, where parents 
like my mom love their children and want the best for them but there are some challenges that they face where they can't always be around there are many young men who perhaps experienced what you experienced sitting in class next to the young lady who read the passage as requested and you're thinking wow I don't know if I can do that or if I could ever be able to do that and because of the opportunity of being a student athlete at the University of Georgia or any college or university in the United States would have just been like yeah okay well I'm I, I know what I'm gonna do so I'm just gonna do what I need to do to get by and that is not the young man you were that is not the man you are today what was it inside of you that said I gotta fix this and I gotta fix it now you know it would have been easy for me to say I can't read like her but she can't catch a pass like me (laughs) you know but for me the most important message um, that my mom's ever sent is become the best person you can possibly be not the best athlete not the best student Um, Not the best lawyer, doctor, just the best person you can possibly be. Pull the most out of yourself. And when I was sitting there, I realized that I was not doing that. And that bothered me and I wanted to fix it. And from that moment on, I started reading. And when I tell you my life changed from simply deciding to read books and read effectively, um, it's just it's magical how that transformation takes place. Now, my brother was a walk-on player at the University of Georgia back in the day, way before you. I remember what his schedule was like. How in the world did you find time to write a book (laughs) with practice, rehab, class, reading, everything that's expected of you to do? You wrote a book as a student. How? Just shift my priorities a little bit. You know, instead of going out or... Watching Spongebob on TV, <laughs> you know, I sit down and I try to think of an idea for a book. Or I have to finish my work early, get the work done while I was in class instead of after. Um, and to make good enough grades where the coaches would take me off of, you know, the mentoring list. So that's extra free time would be freed up for me to go off and do other stuff that I like. And, you know, you always find time for the things that mean the most to you. And at the time... Um, getting this book done for kids to read was very important. Tell me about the magician's hat. Where'd you get the idea to to write this story for the kids? So the magician's hat, actually, majority of it comes from personal experience. No. Um, inside, there's a magician that comes to the library to teach kids a couple tricks, you know. But his favorite trick of all is showing kids that through reading they can accomplish their goals and become the best person they could possibly be and make their dreams reality. And that's what reading did for me. I tell people all the time that reading, first off, the book in itself is a dream come true. And that happened through reading. Going to play football for the Patriots is a dream come true. You think? And I'm I'm 100% positive that happened because of reading. Um, And that's what the book is there to encourage kids to do. Just give reading a try. And I promise you it'll take you wherever you want to go. You're doing reading rallies with young people. Tell me about those, Malcolm. Reading Rallies is actually a program I set up through Read with Malcolm programs. Um, and it's where I go into a school and do an hour-long pep rally for reading, hence the name Reading Rallies. And I go in high energy and just motivate the kids as much as I possibly can to get them to understand that reading can truly help you and reading can be cool. Um, 
and I go in and those books and every kid gets a copy of the magician's hat and those books are funded um, through our share the magic foundation which allows kids to get the copy take it home keep forever and it also helps with book ownership because majority of kids don't have age-appropriate books at home and how do I know that's true because I was one of them mm-hmm. and I love how in the magician's hat when he does the tricks not giving away too many spoilers, that the child reaches inside the hat and you think something different is going to be pulled out, but in fact, the child, each child pulls out a book. A book just for them. Whatever their heart desires, there's a book out there that will help them reach that goal. And yet, in the way you structured your story, there's always got to be the bad guy. You know. The smart aleck kid <laughs> in the back who's like, ah, this isn't, yeah, this is a scam, this isn't magic. And, and you turn that on its head, too, don't you, Malcolm? Yes, because you can't, the, the, the trick is, and the great part about that moment in the book is that you can't trick yourself. Your heart knows exactly what you want. So when the magician asks the kid to reach inside the hat and he tries to trick the magician, the magic comes from within. It's truly not the magician after all. In case you're just joining us, we are in studio with the acclaimed author, Malcolm Mitchell. His book, it's a children's book. It's a delightful story. It's The Magician's Hat. And as in case, yeah, right, Malcolm Mitchell, former University of Georgia wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Malcolm Mitchell. What kind of books do you like to read now? The last, well, I love fiction books. I just love books that can sweep me off my feet and and take me to an entirely different place, an entirely different universe. Do you have plans to write another children's book? What are you thinking about? Yeah, so I actually signed a three-book deal with Scholastic Publishing, so I have two more to do with them. And I always like to add a little fiction in my books. Um, so they always involve some truth, some fiction. I blend it together to make a fun, cool story. A fun, cool story. Tell me about the illustrations I love, uh, and we want to make sure that we give uh, due recognition to the, the illustrator that you worked with on this yes. book. Tell me about her and how, how that was. Joanne is— You communicated your vision, and then she made this really right. magic on the pages. Right. Joanne is phenomenal. Um, she's, she's actually in Amsterdam. That's where she lives. Wow. Full time. And the publisher, Scholastic, connected both of, uh, both of us, her and I, and I shared my vision. I said, the book is the magician's hat. I want it to feel and look magical. I want the pages to be full of color, very vibrant. And I want a couple of dark pages here and there to throw it off. Um, and she did exactly that. I couldn't be more happier with the, the way the book turned out. And every vision that I had for the book, she definitely put down on the pages. What is it that you want young people to know if they don't remember anything else when they get a chance to be with you about reading and why reading is cool? And as you've said, it, it one, takes you other places and helps you to make your dreams come true. All right. I would say I understand the difficulties that come along with not being an effective reader. I understand the challenges of trying to change that. But if you give it a shot and if you work through that adversity, you open the doors to so many different opportunities and you open your mind to so many different possibilities and you can truly become whatever you want to be in life. Hard work and reading will get you there. <laughs> you are an inspiration. Uh, if there's anything else, any final thoughts that you wanted to share with the audience to let them know about 
uh, about you, how they can connect with you, how they connect with your foundation. You know, there are teachers who are listening to us right now who would want to order copies of your book, The Magician's Hat, and share it with their kids. How right. do we connect people with the foundation and whatnot? Connecting people with the foundation, you can go to readwithmalcolm.com um, and click on Share the Magic link, and that'll get you to our foundation and all the information you need to know about Read with Malcolm programs and the foundation can be found on there. The book is everywhere. The book's in Walmart, Target, um, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon. So wherever wherever you go, the book could be there for you. And I just hope everyone understands the message inside, that reading can truly help kids grow up and become whatever they want to be. Malcolm and his Share the Magic Foundation are doing more than helping children here in Georgia. There are classes nationwide competing for the most minutes read in his Read Bowl initiative. In February, the Latin American Association will convene in downtown Atlanta to examine the state of Latinos, not only for those living here in the metropolitan Atlanta area, but also for Latinos living across the state of Georgia. Joining us are Anibal Torres, who is the executive director of the Latin American Association, and David Schaefer, who is the managing director of culture and other initiatives with the Latin American Association. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I wanted to start with the news this week a federal judge struck down asking the citizenship question on the 2020 census. What is your reaction to that? Well, my reaction is that we're very pleased about that decision. You know, we've been concerned all along about the potential undercount of our community, the immigrant community, and the kids that live in those communities. And it's, uh, it is so important for many reasons, not only the redistricting, but also federal funding, and other opportunities that come through with a proper count. You know, it's important. This, com this opportunity comes every 10 years, and you know, the Latino community and the immigrant community in Georgia has grown exponentially the last few years, so it's important to have a proper count. So David, these numbers are very important because they directly impact the work that the LAA is able to do? That's correct. That's correct, and they also impact everyone across the United States, in fact, because we all rely on census data to some extent. Businesses rely on it in terms of marketing and where to plant. A uh, particular branch, for example, whether it's a store of some kind or a restaurant, they want to know uh, who's in the community around them per for purposes of marketing. So it's got economic dimensions above and beyond simply the federal funding. It also impacts commerce. That's correct. So is it a part of the mission of the Latin American Association to encourage, provided the ruling holds, people in our community to participate in the census because it does have a direct impact on the community? Oh, definitely. I mean, one of the things we have always uh, encouraged people to uh, to make sure that they fill out the form. You know, this, uh, it is our understanding this year you have multiple ways to, to be counted. You know, you can go online, you're gonna get a letter, you're gonna get a visit. Uh, you know, that information is, um, is basically confidential, you know, only for the census purposes. But uh, there is always the fear that if that question is there, that people will just avoid counting. And for us, it's very important that we count our, our community. Not only our community, but you know, the general population as well. So will there be an effort to reassure the community through the participants at the summit meeting coming up in February to do just that? Yeah, not only the summit meeting, but also you know, we're working with different organizations, coalition of different organizations throughout the state of Georgia to make sure that the, the census, uh, uh, that the people get involved and the people get counted. So we're working with different organizations in collaboration for them. Outstanding. So tell us about this conference, February the 11th. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish? So the, the focus of the conference is civic engagement, and this is our second year doing this. Uh, last year, 
was very much big picture. Where are Latinos in Georgia? Why are Latinos in Georgia? What are we doing? Uh, what are our goals and aspirations? And, and to some extent, uh, build a bigger conversation and strategic vision for the Latino population in Georgia for the next 10 to 20 years. And this conference this year is focused on civic engagement, which is obviously a bit more specific. But one of the things that we've always said is for Georgia to do well, Latinos must do well. And part of the process for doing well and helping the state and local communities across the state do well is to make sure that, for example, our young people are civically engaged, uh, to know that people across the board are civically engaged. They can do that in a variety of ways and a variety of fashions, and those are the kinds of topics that we want to talk about at the conference. Give us some examples of ways that we can be civically engaged. So, uh, you know, a lot of civic engagement happens at the local level. And for many, that is where it's most meaningful because you can actually see the change. You can actually go see your mayor face-to-face -face in many circumstances, especially if you're talking about rural Georgia. Uh, there are other ways to do it, uh, you know, uh, forming a neighborhood watch committee, uh, cleaning up a local highway, uh, working with civic groups uh, around things like uh, food distribution, poverty alleviation. Maybe there's a policy uh, to make sure that trees are planted around local parks. Maybe there's a local park that needs to be constructed. So there's a number of ways to do it, and that is probably the simplest way to get there is to start at the local level. But, of course, there are a lot of things going on that, that have been opened up by virtue of social media, for example. There's di different ways now to engage, say, digitally that we didn't necessarily have 20 years ago. And uh, there's some cutting-edge best practices around civic engagement that have emerged as a result of the digital uh, revolution that we've had in the last 10 to 20 years. Yeah. So last year you guys had about 500 people participate. You were going to say anything? Yeah, I was going to say, and as the Latino community, you know, hits that one million mark in Georgia, um, and uh, and we get we have about 20,000 uh, 18 year old Latino kids that were born here that turn 18 that can have the right to vote. We want to also make sure that we have the conversation about the importance of the of civically getting engaged in the electoral process and talking to your you know, to your local mayor to your local politician even 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 uh, encourage uh, people to run for office as we approach that tipping point which I think is so important. We we made it we made an impact. We believe we made an impact already in the in the economy of Georgia. So, you know, so how, how, how can we take that conversation higher and make an impact on the civic uh, life of the, of the state as well? How do you guys attack the trust question with respect to civic engagement and getting involved, especially with such controversial debate currently over immigration? Well, education is part of it, you know, uh, f working with facts, you know, making sure that we talk to our community and go through the clutter of uh, whatever is out there that is misinformation. And we see that a lot in our community. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So we try to, through education uh, and through our different focus areas, you know, we, we, we receive over 40,000 individuals in our, in our uh, offices, in, uh, not only in Atlanta, but in Lawrenceville, Athens, and Dalton. And we just try to make sure that, you know, that they, are, they go out and with, you know, with the facts. You know, this is the, you know, don't believe everything you hear out there. But at the same time, it is a challenging time for our community, no doubt about it. Can you talk a little bit more about some of the services that are provided through the Latin American Association? So we've got five focus areas that we work on, uh, immigration, uh, family well-being, education, economic empowerment, and then culture and engagement. And in those five focus areas, we have different services tailor-made to the needs of the community. And uh, for example, uh, immigration legal services, one of our major areas, uh, we handle a number of cases, uh, a variety of cases in that area, some of which are focused on deportation defense. Uh, people who might find themselves in deportation proceedings. We also assist with family adjustments, 
you know, for example, if um, you know you might have somebody who's here on a visa that has married a U.S. citizen and or seeks to marry a U.S. citizen, maybe wants to adjust their status. Uh, the family well-being uh, focus area is largely around crisis management. So we have clients, for example, who come in and may need uh, help getting food in their pantry. They ha may need some emergency rent assistance because they're facing eviction. Uh, we get everything from requests for walkers to wheelchairs to mold in apartments and uh, that kind of thing. So. Uh, the education focus area, as Anivo mentioned, is very important for us. We've always had youth empowerment at the core of our DNA as an organization, whether it's civic engagement or making sure that uh, young people in K through 12 have equal access to education, equal opportunity to get the good grades, know what their college scholarships options are. So those are just a, a sort of a potpourri of the things that we do. And the, and, and the economic empowerment focus area is one that we have seen grown in the, in the past few years. I mean, the first step for a Latino to be successful in this country, you know, our mission is to make sure Latinos, uh, to uh, help empower Latinos to adapt, integrate, and thrive. And the first step is obviously, you know, learning the language, you know, ESL classes, or, or you know, what, kind of, what kind of tools we can give them so that they can be successful in the economy. So we have job fairs, we have ESL classes, we have uh, uh, computer technology classes, we have all sort of uh, tools and, uh, to empower our, uh, our uh, community to be successful. You know, we, have, uh, we work with different organizations and with different industries uh, holding job fairs that, you know, that our community can, uh, can help. So that economic empowerment piece is a big part because that's what changes lives. You know, all five focus areas do change lives. But when we help you get a job, when we help you uh, empower you to go through a, a, some type of workshop or something that can, can help you find a, a good job, that, that's life changing. So the 2019 State of Latinos Conference opened to the, to the public. How do you find out if uh, sign up to let folks know that you'd like to participate? It is, uh, I would go to www.thelaa.org if you look under the events tab. You scroll down, hit State of Latinos, and all the information you need is right there. And yeah. if we've got viewers who perhaps could use the assistance in any one of those five focus areas of the programs and services that are provided by the Latin American yeah. Association, same thing? Yeah, well, we have, you know, actually, you know, we have our main offices in Before Highway, 2750 Before Highway in Brookhaven, so just, uh, just north of uh, Lenox Road. That's our main office. But we also have an office in downtown Lawrenceville, an office in Athens, and we just opened an office in Dalton, Georgia. So you know, we welcome you to come to our offices, and uh, and we we we, you know, we work with different organizations as well. So if we cannot help you there ourselves, we know of an organization that we have that we collaborate with that can that can help you. So whether it is you know because we get issue, you know we get all types of issues people coming in. So we try if it is a, like David said, if on the family well-being side that somebody comes with a crisis. You know, we have a caseworker there just to stabilize the situation, but you know, we work with different organizations that we can refer those people to. Absolutely. And Ebal Torres, David Schaefer. Did I miss anything? Was there anything else that you wanted to make sure that we talked about before I let you go? No, we, we appreciate your time. You know, uh, we appreciate the, the fact that we were able to tell uh, the, the community about the services that we have, the Latin American, Latin American Association. We've been around for 40 years. You know, the Latino population, I think, is an integral part now of the life of, the life of Georgia, you know. And, uh, and we hope to make an impact. You know, we have a lot of Latino kids that, that are already people that were born here. We're going to that second generation. And we're, we're very proud of our community, but you know, it takes, uh, you know, we take collaboration with all different, different uh, uh, folks of the state of Georgia to work together and make our home, this is our home right now, to make our home uh, better for us and better for our community. So we appreciate your time here. Actively in civic engagement indeed. 
does build a stronger community. And that's why we decided that, that topic. I think, you know, like David said, last year we had a large overview of the impact, the challenges, and contribution of the Latino community in Georgia. This time we want to make sure that, that our, our community can get engaged and hopefully make a difference uh, in the lives of not only their community, but in the lives of the state of Georgia that we, have, that we call home right now. Absolutely. David Schaefer, Anibal Torres, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.